Welcome to Modern on Evolve, a Christian podcasting community. My name is Kev and Sean are safe on with me today, speaking on our identities in Christ. I'm grateful you're here and listening, and let's get to the episode. What's up guys today we're gonna to be talking about uh identity in christ uh this is a this is a good topic and you know just like second episode this third episode gonna re- relate to the first and second um it all goes hand in hand and to me this is something that this is one of the big changes that will happen um so i thought today maybe we could all just give our take on it or uh, a, a personal testimony on how our identities has changed as we've gotten closer to him. Okay. I'm with it, man. Sounds good. So, uh, whoever want to, whoever want to get started. Sean, you want to go ahead? Yeah, I guess I can start. Um, well, for me, uh, the biggest thing for having an identity in Christ, uh, there's, there's two important things for me. And one is realizing who you are um, as an ambassador for Christ. So if you can do that, um, along with um, if you can not have shame in what you do as far as being in Christ, because a lot of people, well, I ain't going to say a lot of people. I'm going to say some, uh, uh, me, myself, I used to be ashamed of talking about it and, and, and being about it when I go out and into the world and people, you know, talk to you and they want to figure out who you are. And some people are ashamed to say, yeah, well, you know, I, I deal with Christ, you know? It's just that simple. And if you can't if you can't say it and live it and believe it, then you really ain't for him. Right. Um, according to the word, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's about just not being ashamed and knowing who you are. So if you know who you are, live it. That's the way right. I feel. Right. Right. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Sean, too. Like in, in my earlier days, um, especially like the first man, the first like three years, three four years in my walk, it was that was something like I was battling with too, just speaking up, like um, or just being bold. You know what I'm saying? Like really yeah. being bold with my walk. Yeah, it was more yeah. like my 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 peers knew that hey, I, I'm changing. Like I. I'm not doing that no more, or you know, I'm I'm going in this direction, yeah. and um, it it was crazy because a lot of people, I ain't gonna say a lot, but a couple people in my life will actually like ask me like, bro, you sure you want to, you know, really like live like that, bro? That's a big jump, and that was something yeah. like, yeah, I want to, but it is. It, I think it. I was a a little bit scared of uh, what to expect too, like so. I think you know the spirit of fear would try to stop me from talking to people and asking them about, you know, uh, you know, their spiritual walk or just, just, uh, saying it for myself, like, nah, I'm a Christian or, you know, like really putting a label on it. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I identify with that. Yeah. Too, like, um, yeah, but, some scripture for that too. Oh, go ahead. Uh, second Corinthians, second Corinthians five twenty. I like that one. Okay. Yeah, that's the, uh, therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. Yeah. God yep. making an appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big one. The whole uh, not walking with him at first thing, this is, you know, the big one is uh, Matthew ten thirty three. Um, But whoever shall deny me before men, uh, he, he, well, I also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Mm-hmm. So, if you're if you're saying that you're um, about about it and and you're not living like it, or when someone presses you about it and 
and you act ashamed of it or whatever it may be, um, that that's going to be returned to you uh, in heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think too, like for me, one of the, one of the issues was not knowing the word, you know what I mean? Like I, like I wasn't really able to read, like I would read the word, but not understand it. You know what I mean? So it took yeah. time for me to grow in my confidence in Christ and grow in my confidence of who I was like in general, you know, really have in that, in, to speak on identity, like now at this stage of my life where it's you know years of experience and just learning how to live learning how to really walk um and 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 getting back up after falls you know what i mean like all of that is part of um gaining identity understanding your identity in christ you know and, mm-hmm. and like and that was yeah that was something i had to i had to come to understand like nah i can be confident confident and bold in this word because i know this is the true and living word of god like this is you know, I'm called to live this life. So, you know, it, it took it took time, and, you know, and have grace on myself to say, nah, like I can I can be confident in, in, in what I'm living, what I believe in. You feel me? So, yeah, yeah. but that. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was a journey in itself. But yeah. And the well, new identity is pretty, pretty powerful. Yeah. Was that? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen. Yeah. Is uh therefore if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So that's that's crazy. The verse is putting it how powerful that identity is because the old you, it's saying literally has passed away. Like it's it's gone. Like it's you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, that's kind of crazy. And I think that's why it's so uncomfortable because. Uh, you know, when people die, they have to come to terms with mortality. So if you were living a certain kind of life and you were saved and now your whole identity, your whole life, the way you look at things has changed. Now you have to come to mortality with, with who you were, because that person has, has got to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I totally, I, I love that. I love that, uh, that, that, that verse, man. I love that verse. Um, yeah. all this stuff like like baptism and all of that goes all into the new identity of Christ for me you know because um, mm-hmm. you're washing all that old stuff away you know and you become one so yeah that right. that verse you know that links to a few few different things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think a lot of people get discouraged because of how uh, just like with spiritual warfare, how uncomfortable uh, the new identity that you're going to obtain through him is going to be. Uh, because you're going to, a lot of the stuff that you used to enjoy, some of the movies, some of the music, maybe the books that you read, the activities that you like doing. Um, now, for some reason, and it, it comes on pretty, for me, it came on pretty fast. I don't know about y'all. But those things are going to start to change and you're not going to enjoy them anymore. So it's like, now you're questioning yourself because what you once enjoyed is, is changing for, you now. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't change, man, yeah. if you don't change and you continue living in, uh, it deals with temples also. Like, to, to, um, when your temple is not healthy, uh, and you live in another world, <sighs> it becomes kind of hard to connect with God because you're not with him. But um, it says in John chapter one, verse 12, it says yet to all who did receive him to those things who believed in him in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. For me, that's accepting him fully and changing the temple. Yeah, and that that just basically corresponds with the old man being passed away, you know, so yeah. being a new creature yeah. in Christ. So, and we have yeah. to understand that when we get when we get to that point, and we get up there, and you know, if you pass away, you know, and you're accepted into heaven, that you're going to be an angel, and you're going to judge other people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it's critical that 
you know what I'm saying, you have him in your life. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Where is uh what where's that verse at, Sean, that uh, uh you become John, a judge? Chapter one. Oh, you said oh okay, first Corinthians first Corinthians chapter six. Verse three through seven. I'm looking. I'm looking. I've never. Uh... You will judge angels. Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more the things of this life? Yes. Huh. You are. You will be powerful. See, Martin... so if, as long as you accept him fully, that's that's the type of power you will have. And that's true because, like, if we look at why Christ came, Jesus came to proclaim the kingdom of God. Yeah. And, and that's that's how I, like, personally grew into confidence. Like, I I wasn't, like, ashamed, but it would be certain instances where I could feel myself, like, holding back. And I think, like, now that I, I've gained understanding and, and wisdom and, like, hold on, what are we really doing? Yeah. We, the, the mission is to bring the kingdom to earth, you know, through the Holy Spirit. So understanding, mm-hmm. like, showing people a different way of thinking, a different way of life. Like, really, if we look at it and bring it to practical terms, life is just about uh, perspective. You feel me? Like, we saved because of the perspective has changed. You feel me? Like, and then through that, you know, we, we purify through the heart and then the soul and deliver through, you know, the Holy Spirit. But, um, like, the... The mission is the kingdom of God. You know what I mean? And identity, and that is saying, like, hold on. If we all children of God and we all got the 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 kingdom, we all got the authority. You feel me? Like, we we triumph, we triumph over everything we do. Ain't no nothing in this life we can't overcome. But that's because of the identity we have now in Christ. So, like, you know, people dealing with fear, insecurity, um, all these stresses. All of that, the, the kingdom is the answer to all that. You feel me? But if you don't know who you are and whose you are, who, who you belong to, you don't know your father got all the answers, then you're not going to go to him and, and you're not going to be confident in go- calling on his name. You feel me? So, yeah, there's that two. Was, re- Girl, that was a bad. big revelation. Nah, you good, Kevin. I was just saying that, like, that was a big revelation for me once I understood, like, man, the kingdom of God is the answer. That he is the answer. Jesus Christ, you feel me? came to bring yeah. that like that that's how we saved so yeah and there was there was two verses that are like what you and sean are talking about with the power and authority that we inherit that uh stick out for that uh first corinthians six seventeen. uh but he who is joined to the lord becomes one spirit with him yeah mm-hmm. and then yeah. we got second timothy 1 7 for god gave us a spirit not of fear but of power and love and self-control. Come on. Come yeah. on. So, so, I mean, and then you got crazy Ephesians. verses. That... <laughs> My fault, Kev. Um, um, then you got Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. We learn that we are all, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was, that, that touched me yeah. right there too. Yeah. 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 That's- I think I'm going to share a personal uh, testimony, you know, a little life experience that relates to uh, identity and stuff. So when I was younger, right, and I was I was in high school and my dad was getting saved again. You know, he was getting in back into the word and was coming heavy with it. And I was in high school trying to live a high school life. Um, and he always used to try to talk to me about God. And it it really seemed and it, I'm probably exaggerating. But at that time, it seemed like he was trying to talk to me about God and the Bible every second of every day. And I used to get so annoyed. I used to be like, miss me with that. Like, I don't, we don't have to talk about God all the time. I don't want to talk about God all the time. Um, I used to get so irritated with him that he was trying to talk to me about God. And now that I'm in it and, you know, I see myself as saved again and I'm seeking, you know, salvation through Christ. Now I can, we could be talking about anything. You know, deep conversation, and the second someone brings about God, you know, I'm ready to go that way. So it's it's kind of crazy how that that part of identity changes. 
something that you used to resent is now uh, a trait that you've inherited, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I relate 100%. <laughs> For sure. Um, that was actually, I almost had the same type of situation when I was 15. I had this young girlfriend. And every morning I would go over there, you know what I mean, being a young teenage boy, doing what I do. Um, sometimes she would want to read the Bible. You feel me? And I'd be like, come on, man. Like, I did not come over here before school to read the Bible. Yeah. And it would be times, like, I didn't know where that anger or that frustration was coming from, but I just knew I didn't want nothing to do with that book because I wanted to sin. It was like a, you know, in my spirit, I just knew, like, all right, I'm about to do wrong. Don't. Put try and you know uh, stop me. <laughs> you feel right. me? And uh, yeah, man, I, I it's amazing to see how the power of God. Like we see it working through other people, but when it's working through you um, and you seeing it firsthand, I think that's where um, your faith just that's where that faith really come in. You know, through that experience. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, man, that was. That was something I always like think back on, like, wow, I really didn't did not want nothing to do with the Bible when I was young. And now, you know, grateful that God had grace and mercy on me. Like, I'm all for it now. So I'm with you. Kid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I yeah. Feel it. For me, it was different. It was the total opposite. It was I grew up in it. And then once I got old enough to say, I, you know, I don't really feel like going to, to church today. You know, it's, you know, I, I kind of stepped away, you know, I, I actively stepped away. Um, probably because, you know, of the temptations of the world, you know what I mean? So yeah, when I did, I mean, like to this day, you know, there's a lot of things that I need to work on, you know, and I'm not ashamed to say it, you know, um, when I was, when I was studying, um, I came across Romans chapter six, verse six, and it says, for we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. So right now I feel like I'm a slave to sin based off of how I live and based off of how I used to live. You know what I mean? So Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's hard. It's real hard to, you know. Well, I guess it. I guess it wouldn't be hard if you really wanted it. You can just go get it. Uh, as far as your spiritual spirituality is concerned, um, you can just do that because it's black and white to me. You know what I mean? It's either good or evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's only two choices: which one you want to do. You know, do you want to live, or do you want to burn forever? You know, it's not a hard choice for me, but the things that I do is hard to walk away from. And that's what I need is help. with. But that's powerful, Sean, like confession. You know, we 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 are forgiven through our confession. You feel me? Like so. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think we all have areas. Ain't nobody around here perfect. You know what I mean? In no yeah. shape or form. But that's the beauty of of having christ and the hope of christ that we can be restored you know what i mean we can't be um Mm -hmm. we we can't overcome anything in our path because jesus was that example so you know it's we all struggle and battle in certain areas um me myself included you know so uh i'm with you like but i i think i think it's it's we have to be a little more strategic and certain with certain uh things in our life than others you know, certain things yeah. you can just stop cold turkey, but it is strongholds in other areas. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. For, for whatever reason. But um, yeah. back with the identity, though, we know, like, all right, I know in the spirit because I desire, because I have the vision of me overcoming, God put it in me to overcome. It's just a matter of time and maybe a, a different strategy or plan need to be put in place. But yeah. you already got the victory because Christ already defeated whatever you you fight. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Jer- I think that's what Jeremiah was talking about in uh first chapter, um, verse five. He said, 
before I formed you in your in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So it's important to me now, um, as an ambassador, which I talked about at first, to now change the way I'm doing things based off of this scripture here. I'm already important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm already important. When you witness, when you go out and witness the people, just, you know, as God uses you, willing, you know, as he, you know, uses you, he's, you're a prophet, you know, regardless mm-hmm. of who you, who you are, he's using you how he wants to use you. And which goes back to the servant part of things. You know, you got to put in that work. And I guess prophecy is that. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and just to go back to uh, what Savon was was talking about a little bit there, and when, once again, this this correlates with spiritual warfare is uh, your identity is your spirit. Um, many verses to back that up. Your your spirit that you share with God that's your real identity. Um, your fleshly identity is different. So when it comes to struggles, like for instance, here's a you know a confession from me. I struggle with tobacco. Um, a lot of things were easy to drop, fairly easy, I should say. Um, but tobacco is, and it's it's a matter of the spirit is willing, but the flesh is too weak. Um, that seed has been water and water. You know, I started smoking when I was twelve. Uh, I chewed for a little bit. Um, so those roots have been been there for a minute. But now with the identity, the thing that's changed, the things that's different is when I used to smoke, because I always knew of God, but I was never with him um, like I am now. So when I used to smoke, I didn't think twice about it. Ah, I'm smoking, whatever, you know, something that I did. Now when I light up a cigarette, I'm, I'm, I think the whole time I'm smoking that I'm not supposed to be doing it. And that, that at some point it's, it's got to change. You know what I mean? Um, so the identity will like Savon was kind of, it will keep you in check. It will remind you like, Hey, this behavior that you're doing now, this can't last forever because this isn't Mm -hmm. who you are with God. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And I think, um, the, the Bible itself is clearly a different kind of book, right? Uh, because Sean, you're a little you're a little older, and Savon a little older than me, um, so we might have read different things. But at some point in high school, we all probably got books assigned to read for English class or literature, or whatever it was, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, but in those books that we had to read, uh, I'm gonna, you know, I don't like to assume, but I'm gonna hazard to say that. For most, if not everyone, those books didn't induce an entire personality change. Your whole life and the things that you enjoy and the things you do weren't inspired to be changed by The Great Gatsby or To Kill a Mockingbird. It just didn't do that. Clearly, for people that are in the Bible and read it and and receive things from it, can immediately tell that this is a different book. Because when you get in that book and you get with God, you're inspired to make big changes in your life things change your your outlook changes so this is evidence that this book is built different like it's not the same it's not the great gatsby it's not the kill mockingbird like this will induce change in your life and if it doesn't it's probably because you resented it and put it away i don't think that it's possible to read the bible and then not start to change your life yeah. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, Sam. I was just, I was just saying. I think it depends on the person's heart and if they want to change, or you know, depending on what they, what what they looking for, right? <laughs> People read the book and you know just be looking for uh, hypocrisy, but but yeah, man, um, I completely agree. That's it's it's alive, you know. It's and it'll show you that because it, it reflects. Yeah, um, I mean. Um... The, I guess it reflects man. Go ahead, Sean. Are you saying something? 
some uh, money issues. Okay. Yeah. Did you? What were you saying, Sebron? No, I was just saying it. It just reflects, man. You know. Um, Sean, if you could hear us, we we can't hear you, but um, but yeah, man, like it's a mirror. It, it basically mirrors, you know, mirrors to us what we what we look like truly on the inside. Yeah. Um, and that that that's what that's what make it powerful. You know, it's, it it was a um man. I don't want to paraphrase. I gotta find the scripture, but it was a scripture talking about how, um, you know, the scriptures are inspired by man to, um, to basically inspire change in man. I hate the fact that I paraphrased that, but but yeah, man, it's it's powerful. Yeah. And the more you read, the more you understand, and you can see clearly, like, wow, okay, that's an area I need work on. Oh. Wow, I got a fence in my heart somewhere. I I didn't even see that, but the Bible, you know, and and just growing uh, through life has show you that. Yeah, and the change will be induced for sure. And then everything you do is different. Everything you do. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't mind, what are some things that since you uh, since you started getting into the Word and started receiving the Word, what are some things that that are less attractive to you now, like ideas, like what you're, it's just not appealing no more, you know, man, I'm gonna tell you any, anything of, uh, negative thought, like, like, like I'm not even, I'm so caught up in my faith, bro. Anything that's like too realistic for me, I kind of like, nah, I got, I'm, we have power and authority over everything on this earth. There is nothing that can stop me from from getting to my destiny, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I just have day to day conversations with people, and um, you know how you'll hear you'll hear the doubt in people's tone. You'll hear the doubt, and you know, it's it, it'd be a basic conversation. You'd be like, "Well, you know, um, did you try this? Yeah, but you know, I ain't no, I don't really know. I'm trying, or it just it's it, that's just for some reason that just it's like, nah, you." You gotta fight for what you want in life. You gotta, you gotta ha- have a a mindset of overcoming, of believing, of having faith. You know, yeah. and the, the stronger my faith get, and the more I read, um, and, and pray and, and commune with God, bro, the more I understand. Like we put here to 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 stomp on the enemy's neck, bro. To mm-hmm. to really really put the enemy up under our feet, bro. Um, what it, what what, what scriptures that uh. Is that Luke? Um, I mean, I um, tread on serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy and nothing shall our enemies harm you. Like, I think that's Luke. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to guess though. Hold on. It's uh. <clears throat> Are you talking about the serpent or the one about the the kings? Serpent, serpents, and scorpions. Because there's one about uh, kings too. Hold on, be on the serpent. Yeah, Luke, Luke ten and nineteen. I'll Luke ten nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, I have given you the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. That's that's a bold claim right there. Yeah. Yeah, that ain't no. That's not no. You might overcome, or you you might be okay. You know, you just need to have faith. It ain't passive. It's it's a direct statement. You know, and that's how I look at life now. Like, nah, I, I'm not. I don't gotta have stuff and do nothing. If I yeah. wouldn't, I can have it in Jesus' name. You you know. So that's that was. I know that was a long answer, but <laughs> right now that's, no, that's, that's good. The realization I've came to, bro. It. You know what I love about verses like this, right? Is this me me and Sean talk about this frequently, right? Like you can be a Marvel fan or a Star Wars fan, right? Mm-hmm. And if you spend enough time eventually through the wikis and, and this and that and talking to people and reading all the books, you're going to learn everything there is to know, right? Mm-hmm. But the Bible, there's so much cross references. If 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 you're if you're listening, you got a study Bible. 
look how many times it will send you to other places. If you flip back and forth every time it sends you somewhere else, you will never finish this book. It will take you a lifetime. So what I like about that verse that you just read is that I kind of went on a spiel right there, but it said over uh, the tramp one snakes and scorpions. So we know that, uh, and this is where I kind of get nerdy with the Bible because I like to, you know, the symbolism. It's meant to and stuff get nerdy, like bro. You yeah. meant to get nerdy with it, bro. <laughs> Ain't that wrong with that. So we know that Lucifer, Satan, often described as a as a serpent, snake, uh-huh. you know what I mean? But it says and scorpions. So in the in the book of Revelations, if you're familiar with the pit locust, it says, uh-huh. And out of the smoke locusts came down upon the earth and were given power like that of scorpions of earth. And these locusts were supposed to terrorize Christians. For years and years and years during the end time. So that's crazy. I didn't know about that verse. The trample on the snakes and scorpions. But through Christ we're granted power. And that as soon as you said scorpions. I immediately thought about the pit locusts. And and, um, revelations that have the power of scorpions. So that's crazy. Just a little nerdy offshoot right there. Real quick. My bad. (laughs) Nah, nah. You good. You good. And I think just to add to that bro. The Bible is a spiritual book and if we know if we really think about it bro the, there is no end like spirit the spiritual aspect of life is eternal so there's really no end to it so when we get that's why this book is so powerful because it's a it's a it's a a, a, a it gives you vision into the spirit so you, you you it makes sense to go deeper and deeper and cross-reference and it's like a uh nft you know how you look at the nft and it just keep going it keep going yeah, that, that's that's how the Bible is made. It's it's an endless revelation. That's how people could keep preaching on it. Year, you, you feel me? Like, yeah, that's how. That's it's the spirit of God, bro. But Sean, yeah. welcome back. Some some technical difficulties. Yeah, you were saying like something when you were leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, fellas. All good. But you were saying something as as you. Drop the thing. Uh, I can't remember right now, but you know, hopefully it'll come back through. Okay. Um. So, I know this is about identity in Christ, but uh, like me and Savon were just talking about Sean while you was out for a second. Is mm-hmm. is the power that that gives you? Um, and you can see that in the uh, the Old Testament a lot because um. You know, at that point, God was directly, he had his hand on the world, was was talking to people, directly influencing stuff like that. Um, and we're supposed to be servants. We're supposed to obey the powers to be, um, stuff like that. Um, but God gives us power. So, like, uh, what he gave Joshua in 1024, because this is what came up when we were talking about feet on the necks. When they had mm-hmm. brought these kings to Joshua, he summoned all the men of Israel and said to the army commanders who had come with him, come here and put your feet on the necks of these kings. So they came forward and placed their feet on their necks. You know, God does want us to obey, uh, abide by the laws. Um, but we can see in the Old Testament that as soon as those laws start to impede on who you are with Christ, it it and then we'll come quick to that uh, pretty soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And how his people know the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Being led by the spirit, we, we, so we, that's a responsibility to know the difference. Yeah. You know, to not like, not just be pushover believers, you know? Yeah. To understand, like, now nah, we standing for something. We fighting for something. It's a, like you said, it's a, it's a war. You know, it's a spiritual war. So, well, if you in it, you got to be in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be half in, half out, or you're not even accepted. Mm-hmm. So, so there's there, there's no 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 way you cannot be fully entrenched in it. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if you won with him, then I mean, how can you be? Something else, right? And that's dangerous anyway. Any you yeah. know, being in a gray area in a war, like nah, you you gonna you gonna either get made to choose or you gonna get ran over. Like 
because yeah. that's yeah, that's dangerous. And you know, the Bible talk about that too, being like you said, being lukewarm or half stepping. Yeah, nah, no, don't nobody want to be around nobody like that anyway. Even in practical regular life, you know, <laughs> you, you, yeah. don't want, you don't want nobody playing both sides. I mean, yeah, be, well, be realistic, but then yeah, nah, you gotta know where you're going in life, or you're gonna you're gonna get, uh, you know, pulled any direction, you know. Yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, stand up for something or fall for anything. Right. Those type of deals, right? Right. I do think to a point, though, um, like some of this, you know, a lot of this has been prophesized and uh, there's scripture in the Bible, a few and I was just looking for it, but um, that talks about people willfully sinning, the world willfully sinning. Um, There's some parts of the Old Testament that, you know, tells us that to a degree and part of your identity is being self-sovereign so to not let the ways of the world impact you but to a point we're also supposed to let that go um if they want to willfully sin um we can only do so much it's that old that old phrase you can lead a horse to water you can't make a drink we can show them the bible we can show them the word um but we as as people of christ are not supposed to be forcing um anyway anyone to live a certain life um that's their free will and if they willfully sin uh it's it's upsetting to see like for me personally i know like if i see someone that is is sinning continuously and they're doing it willfully um that hurts a little bit but to a point uh to be self-sovereign we kind of have to let them do that and let them destroy themselves because one that might be where they find christ or two uh when we put too much investment on someone who's willfully living in the ways of the devil, um, it's a possibility that we could let that end up harming us in the end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's where you got to have your strong faith though. You know, and I always go back to, um, so it depends on how you, you know, how you was grown up and, if you're comfortable with, you know, that there is a higher power, um, that there's something greater than yourself that controls everything, everything, your thoughts, everything. Um, I want to be close to that. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost kind of like knowing your enemy. Like, I want to be close. You know what I mean? Like, even, even even the stuff that the devil does, you know, I want to know who he is, what he does, you know what I mean? Like, so, so it doesn't bother me to go through hardships and rough times. Um, because I know on the end, all I got to do is keep that faith and things is going to work out for the positive, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and you can only do that in Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and just to just to add on, like, um, I, to to so we I think we living by example, like like to go back to what you said, Sean, like being an ambassador for Christ. Mm-hmm. That, I think that's how we make the most impact when dealing with uh, people who live in willful sin, like where they not even fighting it, they just comfortable in it, and they comfortable with their demons. I think being an example and not talking so much, you know what I mean? Just showing yeah. showing love because um, if we know we're not giving the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, you can have a conversation with somebody and just you being love and genuine with them might have them reflect on their own self and say, oh, man, I'm tripping. I want to be more like this. Part. I did that. I, it was a couple people I've had a conversation with just the calmness and in, in their soul made me think on, man, I want to be like that, like they must be doing something right. That man carrying himself in a way that I should probably carry myself. So, um, you know, just knowing, yeah, walking in faith and knowing that our impact um, is stronger sometimes when it's not so direct. You feel me? Like, yeah. Yeah. so yeah, man, because I notice whenever we talking to people um, directly, if they don't want to hear it, they're going to automatically get offended. 
if they don't, if that's not so, or it, even if they're trying to hear it, it's, they can't help but be offended because of their own rejection. So that's that's something I'm noticing too. Like, cause I got I got a kind of a a, a strong tongue. Sometimes I, I tend to just keep it real and get straight to the point with some people. And the Lord been checking me. Like, nah. Sometimes you need to just leave without saying nothing. You know what I mean? Just love on people, and and that'll that'll um, be be enough of an example. 100%. You know, plug get change continue working on me and and be an example through my own life i think uh helps people through that because these times are so crazy like you stick out like a sore thumb if you living right you know what i'm saying like it's crazy yeah because it's kind of like the coronavirus you know like Uh you cough and you cough and everybody looking at you (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i think that's so important to live in, and, and there's scripture on that. I, I don't have it at the top of my head right now, but there's scripture on leading by example, living through the fruits of the spirits to introduce. It literally says here, I'm going I'm to find it, but it says spread the fragrance of God like a cologne, man. Mm-hmm. So like when you live in how you're supposed to be living and other people say that it's like a fragrance, like they, they can pick up on it because they see your mannerisms, how you walk in, how you uh, do your, do your things. And, um, me and, me and Sean have talked about it at work, uh, multiple times is I think the worst possible approach, if you have a problem with the way someone's living or something like that is to go hold up a sign telling them that they're going to hell or to hold yeah. up a sign telling them that God doesn't love them. First of all, who is you to say that? Second of right. all, he tells us in the book that the best way to induce change in the world is through the fruits of the spirit, love kindness grace self-control so to go picket people and tell them that god doesn't love them is is super counterproductive but here's the verse um but thanks be to god who always leads us as captives in christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere um and that's second corinthians 2 14 and through the the variations of like different ways to uh, different translations of the Bible, it changes. But um, some places say fragrance or uh, like New Living Translation it says now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. So like save almost that example, people will be able to see it. And then even though envy isn't good, they're going to envy the way that you walk and carry yourself, um, especially uh, among men, I think more than anything because when you know that you're not living as you should as a man you're not the leader you're supposed to be or you're not where you're at or you're not have the integrity you're supposed to have and you see another man who's respected loved um and and stuff like that for the way he carries himself and and the standards he holds himself to um even though you're not really supposed to low-key you kind of envy that guy um and you want to be like him People, people hearing that certain stuff, you know, and uh, you don't want nobody to be envious or jealous of you in any way. But that, I think that's a natural thing, like you said, like it, it, it do, it come with it um, in a sense. So, and and really, everybody ain't gonna like that smell. Everybody ain't gonna feel that, you know, feel you because insecurity. People may look at it a certain way, like you better or that you, you know. So, and that's why I was saying like talking less. <laughs> Cause you know what I mean? It just yeah. They're gonna like you got a chip on your shoulder, like you you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's definitely a two edged sword, but um, yeah, moving in faith. You know what I mean? Just knowing like God using me. I I, I can't pay attention to what nobody got to say negative about me because I know when I was living in the world, you know what I mean? Like somebody had some negative to say then too. So at the end of the day, yeah, as long as we moving how we supposed to be moving, then God gonna gonna um. The, the the spirit in us is going to affect whoever is, is meant to affect at that time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and again, you got to be strong with it, you know, mm-hmm. confident. Let me quit saying strong, but confident, mm-hmm. you know, because um, you a select type of, 
you you're a selected like type of person like we're chosen people you know mm-hmm. what i mean like if i'm supposed to be uh uh, uh in like some type of royal priesthood st- sitting next to the god and jesus that's where i want to be you know what i mean right you know <clears throat> Right. And, and if we can get people to see, you know, the good in it, you know what I mean? Like, like we got so many examples today of things that's happening and people still don't understand the the magnification of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they can't see it because they ain't in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, mm-hmm. if you're not spiritually aware, then you can't see what's happening around you. Right. Yeah. Well, it makes it harder for those type of people who don't believe in God or Jesus or the spirit to, to, to understand it. So to your point, Savon, um, like you gotta be with it, man. You know, like it's almost like high school, man, like groups of people, mm-hmm. um, you know, like who's popular, who's not, you know, I'd rather be with, you know, if 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 the non-popular is is, is Jesus, then I'm hanging out with those people. Yeah. Yep. And confident with it. Like I make yeah. like that's the thing, making it like cause if we confident with it, you know, and we everybody is a different person. So you gonna you gonna bring your own type of flavor to this walk. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's the beauty in it. We we back to identity. We called to be individuals in Christ as well as being identified with him, you know? Yeah. Like, so yeah, man, that's the beauty of it. Like, I wish I would have known this in high school because I'd have, you feel me? I'd have walked around like, I ain't worried about nothing. Like, I ain't trying to fit in with nobody. This, this yeah. I'm doing me, yeah. you know? I mean, we see the good part is like, you got other people that's with you. You're like, it's like, I just talked about chosen people. Like, like Peter, like in First Peter chapter two, verse nine, it says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Mm-hmm. God's special possession. I'm gonna repeat that. Mm-hmm. That heavy. you may declare that you may declare the praise of him who called you out of the darkness into the wonderful light. Mm. So if I can have that. And I guess that's what people don't understand. You know, I mean, like, again, if you don't, if you don't have, I, I'm going to say open mind about it. Um, then there's really no way that you can see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like your mind's not open to the fact that there's something bigger than yourself. Right. Some verses about spiritual blindness, because um, we were recently talking about that. Um, that I found First Corinthians one eighteen through nineteen. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction, but we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. Um, and then I might mess up this name. I apologize. Uh, Zephaniah one seventeen. Mm-hmm. Because you have sinned against the Lord, I will make you grope around like the blind. Your blood will be poured into the dust, and your bodies will lie rotting on the ground. Um, yeah. and That's rough. When, when you're not, the confidence that you guys are talking about, uh, for me, my confidence comes from daily engagement and relationship with God. Um so like this weekend, it's kind of a busy weekend for me, not trying to make an excuse because I know that I did, I did wrong. Um, so I skipped, um, my daily studies and I was feeling weird all day, man. I was angry. I was irritated. I was, you know, thinking selfishly. Um, and it wasn't about until five o'clock that I noticed like, Hey, uh, I didn't do my study and it's crazy how, within just not even 24 hours because I didn't study one morning. I didn't engage with him one morning, um, that that blindness hit me. I was now once again, 
a person of the world thinking worldly thoughts um, and wasn't possessing any of the fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So that, that confidence that y'all are talking about goes a long way because without it, you're spiritually blind. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Without it and without, yeah, like you said, without it, you're spiritually blind. Like, and that's the beauty of, um, it's, it's so many scriptures we could, you know, we could cross reference that, but, but yeah, man, putting on that armor is like to start the day. I, I notice when I don't start my day with God, yeah, I'm just like that, bro. Like almost scrambled, you know, my mind is like kind of scrambled. I got to set the antenna straight. Like, hold on. I got to stop. I got to pray. I got to yep. let me collect myself with the Lord first and give him his just due. Then my thoughts and my ways can be established. Um, it's a scripture. Hold on. I was just reading it. Um, hold on. Excuse me, my bad fellas. Um, where is it at? Okay, here we go. Proverbs 16 and 3. Commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. That's it right there, you know? Um, so, but that's a prime example. People um, in the world, and like us, it could be any day. We, whenever we choose to not live right, we right back in the world. You know, we right back in there. Yeah. So, it's the the, the scriptures that that's that's the blessing of it, though. That's the beauty of it to to be able to we have a source right here in front of us every day to go to it, and then yep. it, it's a daily battle, resetting every day. Yep. You know, so well, that's why it's important to have it in your heart to do it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if you have it in your heart, or let's just put it this way, if you got something that you do every day that it don't take no thought to do, but it takes a thought process to have to, you know, thank God for waking up or thanking for anything that's that you're going through that he's pulling you through. It's harder to do that than to pick up that uh, alcohol or 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 anything that you that 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 any demon that you might have that's that's running you mm-hmm. you know it's, it's it's easier for you to just take the easy route mm-hmm. you know and people if, if people just i mean like you spoke on this earlier Savon, um about you know pulling up your boots and you know your character you know getting back up when you fall down, mm-hmm. you know, that, that deals with that too. Like if you implement the same amount of energy that you do into the world and to Christ, then you'll be better for it. Right. You know what I mean? Like that energy, keep that same energy. Mm-hmm. Proverbs twenty four sixteen. For though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. But the yeah. wicked stumble when calamity strikes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of this, like your identity, you know, Sean was with me last week for spiritual warfare. Your identity is at war. The The reason why it's so easy to slip back into the world is because um, the scripture that was quoted last week, the devil is like a prowling lion searching for something to devour. Um, is right there. And, and like Savon was saying, um, you got to check yourself, you know, when you, when you think in worldly thoughts, stuff like that. Um, because God says that too, it's not to live a life with Christ is not easy. And I think that's a misconception. It's, it makes things, certain things easier. Um, but the dedication and the time that you got to put in, um, is not easy. And I think unfortunately, and it, it hurts when you see people go through this, that's why people get dissuaded. Um, because he he expects you to pray on all occasions. He expects you to put trust in him through everything. Like you're supposed to be getting with him all the time, even if it's in your head. All the time is is engagement with him, and um, that's uncomfortable at first until you it's, until you uh, get more into it. Like yesterday, I, I realized what was going on. Got with him. Um, I wouldn't say instantly, but pretty quick. Thoughts started clearing up. I started being a different mindset. Um, fruits of the spirit started coming back to me. Um, so you got to put in the work, um, and he will return the work. That's the thing. Um, 
just being a Christian or, or whatever spiritual or whatever you're claiming to be a person of Christ. Um, he will take care of you. Uh, but it is not going to be, you just can't say, Oh, I'm a Christian and expect everything to be handed to you. The, the work is there. Um, but now you're working with him, which means that the results that you're going to yield, um, the fruits of the spirit that you're going to yield are going to be tenfold on what you would have been doing on your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this relationship too, like, I think that's one thing that keep people away from God, not understanding, like the, we understand, and you know, through maturing in the spirit that it's in our best interest to come to God all day. And just, it, it you know what I mean? It's, it, it's not because we, we need to like, we, we know we need to, but it's not like a law, like, uh, like religion would, would, would have it sound, you know, it's more of a relationship because of the benefits and the love that God wants to give to us. If he love, when you, when you got love boiling up in you and you, that's all you want to do is love on other people. So the fruits, the fruits of the spirit, you know, uh, and if we looking at it, Galatians five twenty two through 23, fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, uh, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. These are all things that, that give you a sound mind and, and control of your life. You know, yeah. so um, just just knowing like going to God is like having it's like having a father that you can always call on and he gonna always be there. And it, any any sane person would know that that's the that's all anybody ever wanted. You know what I mean? Uh, somebody to call on and to lean on and to trust that I got everything I need in this in this person. That's who God is. It's a relationship. And it's and it's um something that you build on. If you're not talking to him, then you ain't gonna know him. It's like anybody, you know, anybody. If you don't talk to somebody, y'all fall out of contact, it's gonna be a distance there. And it, you know, you're not gonna wanna really talk to him. So my bad. I'm kinda I'm kinda ranting a little bit, but I just had that in my spirit. I wanted to, you yeah, know it's all good. That's why I did it, man. But yeah. Well, I would say is there uh any final thoughts or scriptures that we wanna you want to put out there? Uh, I, I I may have one man that I think is important, and this is not going to um, any one thing, man. Um, but it's Second Corinthians uh, again, verse five, uh, um, chapter five, verse six through eight. So we are always confident, knowing that think. Knowing that we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. And and verse 7 says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. And for me, meaning, uh, and I think I mentioned this a little earlier, that spiritually, you got to know what you're doing right now um, to see what's going on around you. Um, So it's important that you get back to the Lord or get with him at this moment. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is. It is. And I would say, uh, I got a scripture. Um, John chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. So mm-hmm. just, Keeping the Lord's words and learning, you know, we have to continue to learn more about God every day. So, but that, you know, just, just a, just a word of encouragement. Like the Lord is, is always there. You know, Jesus is always um, willing to, to come to us um, as long as we call on him and we, 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 we choose to say, you know what? I choose Christ. I choose um, the word of God and I want to live that way. And that, and you gain confidence with the Lord by your side, and the Lord aboding, you know, abounding in you, you know. So, yeah, that scripture spoke spoke to me a little bit. Yeah. And then I'm gonna leave us with First Corinthians three sixteen. It's a question in the form of scripture. Do you not know that you are God's temple, and that God's Spirit dwells in you? It should be something that we're always asking ourselves. Um, because this is directly our our identity, uh, your spirit, your identity, and the spirit that that He dwells in you is your identity. So, 
Um, work every day to figure out who you are in him. And yep. um, mm-hmm. I appreciate y'all being here. I think this was a great conversation. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And um, thank you for the opportunity. Yes, sir. God bless, guys. All right, yes. fellas. Take care. Bless. All right, you too now. I want to start off by thanking you for listening and a big thanks and gratitude for Savon and Sean for coming on and speaking and fellowshipping. It was some great conversation, and I pray that you as the listener can receive something from this and come closer to him. However, I need to correct myself. At one point in the dialogue, I was speaking about pit locusts, and I said that they would torture Christians for years. I felt like something was off after the episode, and I realized I severely misquoted the scripture. I will provide the proper scripture now. Revelations 9, 1 through 6. Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star falling from the heaven to the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit, and he opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. They were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth, or any green things, or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. In those days, men will seek death and will not find it. They will desire to die and death will flee from them. Now on to the monologue. Second Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. This verse is so powerful because of the struggle you might face in your new identity in Christ. Notice the verse calls you a new creation and then follows by saying the old has passed away. Some might not struggle with this. Some may, some might be so in love with their identity in Christ that it's an immediate embrace. This is also easier to do if you have a quality like-minded circle of people in your life. And then even more so if you weren't someone that lived your life in a lot of worldly activities to begin with. While we are granted with the grace of the Lord's mercy and blessed with his salvation, we do not all come with the same upbringing. Some of us might find ourselves being saved from a life of toxic relationships, people that don't understand your faith, or used to be completely submerged in their temptational worldly pleasures. For some of us, there might be enough working against us and not submitting those battles to him and his word that we will allow ourselves to be discouraged by the father of lies and the worldly experience. That's all the father of lies Satan wants is to allow the worldly experience to discourage, make you think that the new life and God's grace is unachievable because of where you're coming from or where you are now. One of the uncomfortable but important parts to remember is embracing your new identity is that your identity is that it is your identity in Christ, not the identity in the world. It's uncomfortable sometimes, hurtful, but we are forgiven by God, not the world. Those worldly activities that you were doing, the bad things you might have done, the people that were in your life won't forget that. People will continue to carry their own perception of you based on the you that they knew. For some, they might choose to forgive you or accept your new lifestyle, but as an individual embracing your new identity in Christ, you have to be prepared for those who won't. Do not hold resentment or malice towards them because they are people living in their own perception and we should love and forgive all. However, embracing your new identity in Christ, as we talked about, everything might start changing. The activities you like, the music, the movies you listen to, the way you move and carry yourself, and your morals and the way you think. It is important to surround yourself with people that, who, that respect who you are now. If you are around people that don't understand and try to tempt you to return to the worldly pleasures you used to indulge in, that person will be harmful to your journey of walking in the light. I will now give you four Proverbs to support this. Proverbs 12:26. The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Proverbs 27:17. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Proverbs 13:20. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Proverbs 18:24. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. The relief is that you are forgiven by the Lord and saved by grace. No worldly man can change what he thinks of you, his love for you, and debate your salvation. 
Isaiah 54, 17 does include, you will refute every tongue that accuses you. And we know that our good works are helpful to our brothers and sisters, but we are not saved by our good works. Our salvation is situated in our faith. We are forgiven by him, so do not be obsessed with the forgiveness of others. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, 2, 8 and 9. <clears throat> For it is by the grace you have been saved, through faith in this is not from yourselves, it is a gift from God, not by works so that no one can boast. And then Ephesians 1, 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, and the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. I know that forgiving others can be hard, especially when what they have done has hurt you. However, if you're on the other side of the fence and having trouble forgiving someone, having trouble maybe accepting someone's new identity in Christ, whether they have been saved or not, I want you to hear this. Colossians 3.13 Bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And then in Mark 11 and 25, and whenever you are Whenever you stand praying, forgive, if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father, also who is in heaven, may forgive you for your trespasses. I want to leave you with a couple more powerful verses relating to your identity in Christ. John 3, Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And in Ezekiel 36:26, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit, and I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. God bless everyone. You can now listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts.